0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerdy Boys Reviews. We're your hosts. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian, and I'm Nerdy Boy Scott. And this is Nerdy Boys Reviews, your nerd podcast that talks about the latest and greatest in nerdy news, movies, and television. So, explicit content warning: material on this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners of all ages. So you have been warned. What's up, dude? What,
1: yeah. what's up? Yeah. How you been? Oh you know. Just just dandy.
0: Yeah. It's everything's been like everything's been very crazy with all this quarantine stuff and working from home.
1: Last time I was on this podcast we were not in a pandemic. Exactly. So the world has changed as you know Right. We're in a pandemic. The coronavirus has arrived. Yes. And making people crazy and shit.
0: Right. And whether you think it's stupid or not as big a deal as people are making it, or whether you think it's fucking the end of society, we're past all that, all we can do now is try to follow what they're telling us and get this shit over with because we need to get back to work and we need to get back to, you know, being not fucking crazy
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so you know if you guys can help it you know just just follow the social distancing i know where we live um they're gonna be really cracking down on people who are not doing essential tasks or non-essential workers they're gonna be like cracking down on like finding them and i think if you like let it happen like like, two or three times, like, they they have the option to take you to jail and shit like that, like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, we live in Sacramento, right? And at first, like, they have, like, the stay-in-place order and everything, but, like, they weren't really enforcing it because, like, people were kind of following it and stuff, and then, like, out of nowhere, dude, like, a couple weeks go by, and people just fucking decided to do the dumbest shit, right? So it started out in the Bay Area. They have, like, sideshows, which anybody knows, like, what a sideshow is. People are a a freaking huge gathering of people, like, and, like, they're, like, just playing music and, like, oh, geez. doing, like, donuts in their car. And I've never been to a sideshow, so I don't know fully what it entails, but I kind of know what it right. is. And, like, yeah, so it's just, like, it's kind of like a street car show where people are just doing, like, donuts and shit. Well, people start getting that shit here in Sacramento, and fucking that's what started them like a couple days ago. They, like, on the news, they were talking about how they're going to enforce the stay-at-home policy now. Yeah. So thanks a lot, assholes. Don't be that person, guys. That's what I'm trying to get at. Don't be that person. If if you can help it, you know, go do your errands and everything, but follow the social distancing uh, rules that are in place. Stay at home if you can help it. And let's just all get through this. Cause if anything like me, I'm sick of hearing about this crap. I'm tired of having to fucking do all this stupid shit and not be able to do anything. And it sucks, but we're all in this together.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it because, you know, we have a friend, Daniel, who consistently wants to talk about this with me. And all he wants to do is complain about how his constitutional rights are being infringed on and everything. And, like, I've tried to explain to him over and over, you cannot have both freedom and safety. So anytime you want to protect the public or anything else, they're going to infringe on your rights. That's just how it is. That's why you can't yell fire in a movie theater. This is how our society works. And he's like, well, I'm just going to do what I want. And I'm like, what do you want to do? I want to go to the movies. Well, you fucking can't because they're closed. So just fucking chill the fuck out. Calm down.
1: Right. Well, the only two activities that Daniel does they like, eat at, like, random places. And, like, they're usually not even, like, like, a restaurant or anything like that. They're, like, more of, like, hole-in-the-wall diner type things. Like, he likes to go to, like, coca that I can tell. Yeah. And, like, some pizza places and things like that. And then, like, go see just the movies. That's it. Like, like, I understand. Like, having the the few things that you do like to go out and do taken away, totally sucks. And I, I totally agree, yeah. you know. But it's just, like, dude, 90s. For some of the time, Daniel is like me, and he's like a homebody. He's sitting there playing video games all the time. So it's like for me, I don't really feel like anything has changed, to be honest. Because I'm essential. That's right, people. I <laughs> am an essential worker. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to leave my house every day and go and make you know money and stuff. And you know I don't work from home. So
0: yeah, I think not a whole lot has
1: changed for me. I think it's, like, a thing
0: where it's, like, when you're, like, not being told you have to stay inside, you're good with it. And, like, you don't want to go out. But when they're telling you you have to stay inside, like, that's when people are, like, well, I want to go out. I want to do stuff. Like, I don't know if it's, like, it's just a human nature thing, you know? But. Yeah, I think
1: it's hilarious, dude. Because, like, never have I, like, seen so many people out walking the street and, like. True. Like like little kids outside playing on their bikes and like playing with sidewalk chalk and stuff and like just like shit that i actually with. And i'm just like i guess this is what it took for like their parents to be stuck in the house with them all day to be like get the fuck out of my
0: house dude yeah there's these kids in our in my neighborhood that like i think they're playing like Fortnite like outside like they like put like all like these toy weapons all over the neighborhood and like run around and pick them up and shoot each other
1: oh my God, that's <laughs> <fantastic>. <laughs> but like yeah
0: anyway like if you guys are feeling like anxious about this or like you know you, you hate being cooped up like we're all going through it it sucks but the only way to get through this is to just do it because if you keep Breaking the rules, they're gonna just extend all this shit. Even if you think it's stupid, even if you think it's not, it, it doesn't make any difference. It, it, they'll they'll push against it because that's how the that's how this country works.
1: Right. And and, and okay. On on a very serious note, though, because I was talking about this, I was like thinking a lot about this and like kind of started seeing things in the news service a little bit and whatnot. And like, I just think like with something like this, like a lot of people like social avenues to like deal with like things like depression and stuff is probably like, I would probably think that something like this would cause like depression and uh, suicide that rates to go up. Yeah. So if you guys are feeling lonely, if you guys are feeling like, you know, like your life doesn't matter or whatever it is that you feel, if you're feeling depressed and, maybe that you want to take your own life and stuff, please reach out to somebody. Uh, Whether it's us, the Nerdy Boys, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Me and Christian both have our own personal Twitter. You can reach us on there. And I'd just like to take, because I look into it a lot, and the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline is still active. It's considered an essential need. So that number is 1-800-273-8255. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm probably going to have Christian post that number, like in the details of the podcast and stuff. Um, so, you know, I just want people to have their options and, uh, you guys aren't alone in the way you guys feel. And I know I'm here for you and I'm sure Christian is there for you too. If you need somebody to talk to, uh, please don't stay silent and, you know, talk to somebody. If it's not us, if it's not the hotline, reach out to your friends or your family.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the, even if it's like your depression or anxiety has turned to like anger, you know, like it's good to be able to have an outlet, talk to somebody, get get that out, because you don't want to keep all that negativity and toxicity inside you, because it'll just eat you up. So. Right. Well, yeah. And Scott's absolutely right. I, I read an article last week that two high schoolers, in unrelated incidents, took their own lives as a result of this. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah, in Elk Grove, I'm pretty sure uh,
0: Yeah, one was like uh, Rancho Cordova area And I'm not sure where the other one was Maybe it was Elk Grove But yeah, it, I mean, maybe it's even more Maybe those are even unrelated, more cases And you then know? like
1: I see my friend on Twitter Post about like he retweeted his friend His girlfriend had like taken her own life Oh God And, stuff, and I was like, dude, this is like getting me like crazy, dude
0: Yeah
1: Like Suicide. I, I thought about this a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and I was just like, "Dude, I can just see it happening." You know, I can just see people that you know, where they get that little bit of social outlet, you know, to make it feel like everything's okay. Right. They're no longer given that. They're you know, people are stuck in the house. They're stuck inside their own head, and um, you know, things. Yeah. You know, mental health, dude. It doesn't take a break for anybody. Not me. Not you. Not no virus. Covid nineteen, though it doesn't take a break for anybody. Right. And, and, and I, you know, I just want everybody to know that if if nobody else, you know, the nerdy boys are here for you.
0: Right. And and even um, like like a positive is that they are allowing us to go out for walks or runs or exercise outside as long as you're you know adhering to social distancing. So like, I I don't know about you guys, but I know for both Scott and I like. When we lived together and everything else, like years, you know, that was like one of our best outlets was just to walk and talk and, you know, get that. Like walking for some reason just helps you, like puts you in a better mood, you know. So
1: like, it's in a better mood, it helps you like think food. Like, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> sure. Yeah. it's really good. Um. So okay, we've obviously gone through the pandemic and stuff. What else is new?
0: um not a whole lot i mean uh, i'm able to work from home i don't have to i'm allowed to go into work if i want to um but i've just been working from home my work is only literally two minutes down the street so if i need anything i can go there pick it up or do work there or whatever um but yeah i've just been working from home um you know it's been it's been fine i, I get all my work done my company's been very helpful uh, i work for like a local grocery chain that um you know i work corporate so. You know, we had a new store opening last week, so I was helping with that. Um, And our company has been doing a lot. Like, we're donating to every food bank in every neighborhood that we're in. We're delivering groceries to people who need them. And, you know, I feel like, you know, very fortunate to work for a company that cares about the community so much. They care about their employees. You know, they're giving us uh bonuses for hourly employees. And, um, yeah, so... It's been it's been good, and, you know, I'm grateful to have a job and to be able to continue to work and not have to stress about, you know, not being able to pay my rent like a lot of people do. Like, it's very unfortunate that, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, it's not just people dying. It's people losing their livelihoods as well, just as much, so.
1: Yeah, which in a lot of cases can be so much worse. Right. You know, because... Just life will spiral out of control at that point, dude. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I just implore everyone to try to like you know take care of your mental health, but also stay informed, know what to look for because there's a lot of misinterpreted information. There's a lot of news that is misleading, Um, you know, and even like the death rate is very misleading right now. Like, you have to kind of compare a lot of different news reports to get to the truth
1: right yeah so
0: um because like when you see thirty-two thousand or whatever we're up to now in the united states dead that sounds really bad but then when you see that heart attacks and cancer deaths have dropped 75 percent well it's not that people aren't dying from those it's just they're not counted as those deaths uh so
1: right yeah i forgot her name but like one of the one of the doctors that works like closely with like dr like fousey everybody knows
0: yeah
1: house. Uh, oh yeah yeah I think it was Dr. Burks or whatever, she was saying like like literally live on TV, it was like the craziest thing to me that she even said this. Was like basically the, the, the gist of it is if if you die with COVID nineteen or had COVID nineteen and die, then they will count that as a COVID nineteen death. Right. If it's regardless regardless of what the actual cause is, like say say I have COVID-19, but the cause of death was a heart attack or cancer or whatever the, the, the cause may death. they will still say it was a COVID-19 death.
0: Right, unless, Even like, you true. were shot in the head or something, but, like... Right. Um, right. Th- the the example yeah. the the most prominent example is the six week old who died and everybody's like oh my god childrens are dying from this now that child actually died from suffocation it was rolled over by its caretaker and couldn't breathe and died of suffocation they tested him after he died COVID nineteen they counted it and reported it as a COVID nineteen death but it's not it's not excuse me yeah so yeah, it it's just important to borderline criminal in my opinion
1: that they're allowed to do that. I think it does nothing but cause mass panic. Uh, When people see the death toll rising, they're like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. But then once you actually take into account that not only is the death toll completely inflated at the moment, but more than likely the diagnosed cases are probably also inflated, take it what you will. Make make of the situation (laughs) that you want.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. important overall to stay informed and, you know, you can believe what you want. You have that right as a person, but, you know, stay informed and try not to get into many arguments online because that's just a great way to destroy your, your mood.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, there's a ton of stuff there with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm pretty sure we announced on the podcast that my son was born. We didn't. In uh, then- January. Oh, we did not? No. Uh,
0: I I did on a subsequent podcast mention it, but um, the last podcast we did was, I believe, for Star Wars um, in December. So your son had not been born
1: yet. Oh, well, my son is born, and he is healthy. He was born uh, January 10th. Uh, Best day of my life. And (laughs) that. Best day of my life. Um, Yeah, he's three months old now. He's super happy super healthy, super obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he does like the most ridiculous thing sometimes, dude. <laughs> like, he like, he hates having his diaper. Wear. Like, you know, some kids don't care, you know, but like, he, like, even if it's like a little bit, and like, it doesn't matter how much uh, amount is in the diaper. Once we see the blue line, we change the diaper because that's a of thing to do, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like hygienic, you know. Uh, but anyway, like if it it doesn't matter how much is in there, he like he just hates it. He hates it, and he screams, dude, like. And he started like noticing that he has a voice, and so he like tests how loud he can go, and he just like cries and screams and stuff uh, over the diaper. And then as soon as you like put him down and like you realize you're about to change his diaper. They'll fucking start laughing, dude. Oh, God. It really, like, emotional. Because, like, he'll do doing, like, in the middle of the night when everyone's trying to sleep because, like, we don't have our own place so it's not, like, it's just us and, like, okay, whatever, you know?
0: Right.
1: like you know, everyone else we're, like, trying to, like, be, like, conscious of and whatnot. And so, like, we try to, you know, he doesn't really cry for no reason, which is great. Like, there's always something because now he's already starting to tease it which is, like, pretty, pretty early for most uh infant, but uh so it's like either he's tired, he's hungry, he's wet, or it's his uh teasing. I think Matt he doesn't he doesn't just cry just to cry. Like he doesn't really cry just to be like held and stuff like that. he's like, pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah.
0: Are you enjoying being a father?
1: Yes. I mean it has it's uh it's very trying moments but I love it. it's pretty great and then uh you know outside of that um oh i got a new job Mm -hmm. yep yep yep. uh no longer a cook um i just decided you know my me and my girl we had a conversation basically i got too comfortable uh my previous job and she's like you know basically (laughs) wanting me to push myself at this point like she's been pushing me for so long to get something better that you know she's all right i'm gonna stop pushing you and like you got to do it yourself now which you know if i totally get and you know i respect that and i took it very serious uh too and so um now i'm a delivery driver for amazon well i work for a company called sure shot cargo uh which is subcontracted to do amazon deliveries like i'm still Completing an Amazon like worker attire and like a drive a blue Amazon van that you guys see kind of deliver your stuff to your house. But uh for a company called Shur Shot Cargo. Because like Amazon has like eighteen different subcontractors to do their delivery. Pretty sure it's just because they're like they outsource it because it's more cost effective for them to do it because they're like <laughs> they're like the biggest company in the world. Right. So you know, they gotta cut costs somehow and uh yeah dude it's like it's been an awesome experience it's been pretty fun uh so far uh, i think i'm pretty much like in my second week uh now i work like four it's it's a great schedule too i really like the schedule it's like four days a week and i get three days off and it's like 10 hour days so i still get 40 hours a week and uh i already started making two dollars more an hour uh like just off of the jump you know and then on top of that, Amazon is giving $2 an hour on top of what we already make for the, um, because of COVID 19. And then, so here's like the only thing that's like kind of more like been a little bit of a banner for my work. So my work would allow us, um, like basically, once we're done with our route, uh, we would do something called a rescue. Which basically, we just go to another driver, take packages off of their hands, and deliver it for them. And then usually they'll be like, "Okay, return to the station, then you return and do all your stuff and whatnot." And then um, you know, you just clock out, uh, clock out for the day. And uh, which I totally forgot to do again today. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, oh my God, dude! It's so hard to remember, dude, because like they have you do it on your personal phone. It's, like, on an uh, ADP app and stuff. Oh. And, oh, dude, I, I this is like, the second day in a row I freaking forgot to clock out, man. Do you have, like, an HR so, or a
0: payroll person you can email?
1: Yeah, there is, but, like, she goes through. So, okay, this, is what, this was my point. The only downer thing was, so, say, if uh, I'm scheduled to work 9.30 to uh, 8, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, 9.30 to 8, and, say, I get off at... I get back to the station. I'm all, like, literally ready to go. And they're like, okay, you can go home. And it's 5 o'clock. They would pay me out the additional three hours. So that was a good thing. But then because Amazon is paying uh, SureShot Cargo uh, the two additional dollars an hour, they did an audit into... Uh, the payroll stuff, and then I apparently it's, it's a breach of contract with the two companies. It's somewhere in the contract, like they can't really like gift hours or do uh, uh, day pay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty much giving us to the end of the month, and they're going to stop that. But what they are already doing to like kind of offset like the loss of money is they're giving us a raise. so I'm be making. $15 with two additional dollars per hour for the COVID-19. Nice. So, and then after my first two weeks, I could do incentive to make, if I hit all three incentives, I'll be an extra dollar an hour. So, you know, I'm making a lot more money. Like I was only at like $13 an hour in my other job, and I'm already up to like almost 16 And then plus two is 18 and and the possibility of another dollar, $19 an hour, like, I mean, not hey, Doing a lot better. <laughs> right. Today, in like yesterday was a struggle because I hurt my knee pretty bad. I bruised, like the bones, like pretty badly and like been really hard to walk which making deliveries makes it almost impossible. Just kind of work through it and stuff and but I'm getting better though. I'm getting better. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. It's good that, you know, like you're still able to work and everything. You know, you're very important to keeping things running as well. So, it's good.
1: Yeah, I've been having a lot of people, like, say thank you and stuff, which is nice. I mean, it's totally not needed, but. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, as long as they're not cussing oh, really? you out, right?
1: Right. I did almost get bit by a dog today. Oh. Like, like, the dog, like, ran out of the house, and, like, it was, like, a little ankle-biter dog, so. Oh,
0: God.
1: Like, it, it was, like, started biting me, and, like, kind of stopped. So it kind of, like, nipped at me. And oh I was,
0: like, looking at that, and I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about um, to fucking punt your dog to the other side of the universe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, all that's really going
0: on before you at the moment. Nice. Okay, okay. Well, much like our lives and everybody else's lives being super impacted by COVID-19, as is the way with the nerd world and the nerd news Comic-Con 2020 has been canceled, not postponed, canceled, will return in 2021. That's Comic-Con International in San Diego. First time in 50 years it's been canceled. This is sad news, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, um...
1: Yeah, I mean, I've kind of fallen out with the whole keeping up with, like, nerd stuff and, like, Comic-Cons and stuff. Like, it's just never been so crazy for me. Even, like, trying to do this podcast, we had to, like,
0: reschedule, like, three sometimes. Well, yeah, well it's like understandable. That. Like, like you mentioned, like, you know, now you're a father. You just started a new job, everything. Like, it's very understandable. So that's why, <laughs> you know, hey, guys, have you been wondering where Scott's been or why the podcast has been inconsistent? You know, we're busy. Lots of things going on. Um, But, uh, you know, I'll try to put things out when Scott can't podcast and stuff, just randomness. Maybe talk about books or whatever, but... This is is the way, guys. This is the way.
1: This is the way.
0: So, yeah. Uh, On, uh, I mean, additional things. Black Adam production has been delayed. Shocking. Black Widow has been pushed back to November. Eternals is being pushed back to February of next year. The whole Phase 4 slate will be moved around. Um, So... Yeah, but on the other side, James Gunn says neither Suicide Squad nor Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be delayed. Um, I don't know how he can promise Guardians 3 won't be delayed because I don't think we even knew when that was coming out. So, whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, and Suicide Squad is in post production already. They're to finish filming. So, no surprise. And then Marvel's doing their What If uh, series for Hulu that's like animated, and they're just going to continue production on that remotely. So that won't be delayed either, um, but let's see. Um, I think I think the Batman movie is gonna be delayed, but um, I know that like the director mentioned that he's not gonna use the time to rethink the script or anything. Like um, he's very interested in telling a tale about Bruce Wayne's humanity and kind of how he deals with both being Batman and and Bruce Wayne, so the, do you think that's an interesting concept at all?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. A little bit, like, yes and no. I mean, like, it's an interesting concept. Like, I just feel like it's already kind of been addressed already. Right. You know, it's kind of like... Kind of like a recurring thing in, like, most of the Batman movies. Right. Maybe. You know, I even mean, like, Arrow from Arrowverse, which is basically Batman, had, like, the same thing go on. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how many times are you going to do the same? Right. So, so what, he,
0: what he said was, I wanted to not do an origin tale, but a tale that would still acknowledge his origins and that have formed who he is. Like this guy, he's majorly struggling, and this is how he's trying to rise above that struggle. But that doesn't mean that he even fully understands. It's the whole idea of the shadow self and what's driving you, and how much of you, uh, how much of that you can incorporate, and how much of it you're doing that you're aware of. Mm, so interesting. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not like a pure origin I mean, it's story. Dead
1: speed, but like, like, an origin story is like, it's like super needed. You know what I mean? Like, but the thing about Batman is like, you can switch parts of his. I mean, the basic thing is like the alley Right? It's like that's the most important part of his origin. Like everything else can kind of be like altered or switched in a way. You know, it's like you don't have to use the same villain that we've right. always seen, and then like. Like, you can do it in a very cool way and, like, whatnot. And because like, you kind of seem like, I feel like that was, like, part of, like, the downfall or demise of, like, the Affleck, like, Batman. Is, like, you never got an origin story. You just had a character that was just thrown in that, like, the audience knows he's Batman. But, like, in the terms of, like, writing and stuff, it's, like, it doesn't really make sense.
0: Right. Well, and like, he's like, ideologically not yeah. Batman.
1: Right, yeah, it's like it's like I don't know, it's like it's weird because it's like, yeah, we all know he's Batman and stuff and like, yeah, most of us know his backstory and stuff. But like there's, in 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 like in, in storytelling, it's, it's very basic. It's like there's a beginning there's an end, right? Well with Batman you pretty much kinda like the end. <laughs> like it's like already like super old. Right? Like, he's always talking about, like, how much he didn't know, how much he had, like, left in his body and stuff. And there's, like, some mementos, like, from, like, years before and all that good stuff. And it was kind of like he was already established as Batman for assuming a long, long time. And right. it was just, like, we were just kind of thrown into, like, this person that we don't, we're not emotionally invested in because we didn't get the in the middle, you know? Right.
0: Well, it's also just. Go ahead, sorry.
1: uh, So I just think, like, the idea of, like, skipping over the origin stories, no matter how many times you've done it, it's necessary because you need the beginning. You need to know the motivation. And, like, knowing that motivation, it gives you a sense of, like, caring towards the character. You're emotionally invested in the case.
0: Right. I I feel like with that version of Batman, though, is also just a Batman that some of us is kind of unrecognizable. Like, I think you can do a Batman movie that doesn't play out his origin as much. Um, But the way that that movie did it, like they threw in a character that is Batman and Bruce Wayne by name. But then it, it, he hates Superman because Superman allowed all these innocent people to die. But then he just goes driving around Baldur Dashley, killing people over like like you're you're a hypocrite. You're doing the same thing. I don't I don't understand you like your ideology at all. But whatever, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. But you guys maybe have a different opinion. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah so the main focus of, of what we're going to talk about really we have, a, we have a fun exciting topic to talk about um, Grey Jedi and Star Wars um, So I'll finish off with a couple pieces of Star Wars news before we get into that um, The Rogue One writers say that Cassian Andor was almost an Imperial double agent So when they were initially writing the script um, He was supposed to be like secretly working for the Empire um, but then they like kind of refined his character over time and decided they landed in a better place by having him be a rebel who kind of is in that gray area and is willing to kill for the rebellion and, and kind of walk that line in a way um, so what do you think? Do you think it's better how they ended up or would you have rather him been like a double agent empire guy?
1: oh, oh. Well, I like how they did it, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I think there's very few things you can criticize about Rogue One because I think it's a movie that wasn't necessary, but it in spite of that, it was really good. Right. So um yeah, I don't think I don't think it would have been better to have him be a double agent. Like some of that stuff kind of annoys me where it's like it's like we know that he's a double agent, but she doesn't, and we're gonna see how this plays out. Like, I, I don't know, stuff like that kind of annoys me sometimes. So, um, yeah. but yeah, anyway, last piece of news Ahmed Best, if you guys don't know who that is, he plays Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> he says that the new Star Wars projects lack faith in the mythology so this is I only pulled this article because we're pretty much gonna be talking about the mythology of Star Wars as it relates to great Jedi Um, so Uh, This is what he said Uh, He said the lack of faith in the mythology Is really the thing I find to be missing We don't talk about the force anymore In the Star Wars movies We're really about lineage and legacy And line and technology But the thing that made Star Wars work was the force There are two sides The light side and the dark side uh, But we all believed in the force So Oh 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 this is fun He did mention the Jar Jar As a Sith Lord fan theory how about this? <laughs> he said, I think the, J- the Darth Jar Jar theory helped a lot because I think the people who really enjoy that theory are people who aren't fans of Jar Jar. They are the ones who really fall into the Darth Jar Jar theory as well. Like I've said before, there were some things I did that were picked up on, and it's quite fun, that idea, to think of that. And it goes along with the piece that's missing, which is the mythology piece, the thing that I think Star Wars is missing, the faith piece, the thing to believe in. What do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: I I think I think in some ways he's um, right.
1: Yeah.
0: But in other ways, it's like really what the new Star Wars projects are missing is a coherent plan. <laughs> so, right. Like, I, I think they do still talk about the Force. And even, like, The Last Jedi, even though people hate it and there's, like, problems with it. Like, it's almost like a love letter to the Force in a way. But, like, yeah, other parts of it do feel kind of hollow. I just think that it, it's, like, I still enjoy the movies, but I can't get myself excited to watch the new movies, you know?
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I thought about watching Rise of Skywalker again today, and I was like, I just, there's so many problems, I can't get myself to watch
1: it. (laughs) I mean, I understand. Yeah, I understand.
0: I mean, on the other hand, I did watch The Last Jedi a couple weeks ago, and I actually really enjoyed it. But then, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, the, even, like, the first time I watched Rise of Skywalker, I really liked it. But, like, after we talked about it, and after, like, thinking about it, I'm just like, gosh, I, I can't be excited to watch this movie because, like, most of it just isn't exciting. Yes. So.
1: Yeah, I mean... And not to mention, like, they, they they quite often pull the rug out from under you, like, far too quickly in that film. And it's just, like, the payoff is just never there.
0: Right.
1: Like, I mean, there's, like, some cool things. And, like, so it'll tie into our next discussion. Um, I kind of have, like, a theory about what the new saga is really about don't know if i'm right probably not but i mean we'll talk more about that next but
0: i mean i don't mean
1: I... it's just like i don't know it's just like it's kind of hard because it's like you like my girl has been like kind of getting more into star wars and she mainly likes it because she, she's like in love with anakin <laughs> like once he like grows up you know and like what like i think the second episode like when you see him like more as like a teenager slash young adult. Right. She thinks like he's so hot. So like she's been like watching those ones.
0: But he looks just like, like Obi Wan first... from
1: episode one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of. Kind of. Better looking. Better looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just like even, like, she kind of, like, yeah, I don't like the new stuff or whatever, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, so, okay, I think, I think Anakin in episode two is, like, the worst version of Anakin, <laughs> like, but I, I do agree with, like, some things he says, like, a lot of people criticize the sand line, but sand does suck, and it does get everywhere, and it is hot, Okay. Like it's okay to hate sand, so. Oh God. <laughs> um, Consistent. but like, yeah. So, um, we're gonna talk. We're talking about gray Jedi, and you guys might not know what that is because it's not really oh, like.
1: I'm gonna explain it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Explain. I'll let you explain it. I'm just gonna tell everyone like it's not it's not necessarily quote unquote canon in the way that like in the movies it's never expressly talked about. Um, but we'll talk about it and we'll even mention some people maybe from, like, other Star Wars series, like, that are canon, like, the cartoons, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels and kind of bring it all together. So, Scott, just tell everybody, what the fuck is a Grey Jedi?
1: So, it's pretty much somebody who, like, lies between, in between. So, okay, uh, each, each, like, section of, like, a Force user is either the Jedi or the Sith, right? And they have their own code. So the uh, the jedi code is there's no emotion uh, there is peace there's no ignorance there's knowledge there's no passion there's serenity there's no chaos there's harmony there's no death there is the Force. so and then there's the fifth code peace is a lie there's only passion through passion i gain strength uh through strength i gain power through power i gain victory through victory my chains are broken The Force shall set me free. Yes. And essentially, so like Jedi were like, essentially like, they're like the peacekeepers in like the universe. But like, it's a little, it's a little intricate, right? Because like, they don't just like get involved in every little like squabble. It's only when things are like inherently very bad. That they're like, okay, we need to get involved now. Right. And you and go then, back like, to uh,
0: the line from Mace Windu, we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, like, the Jedi, like, they use, you know, the Force more for good, and they're, like, more, like, they're, like, they believe, like, oh, like, how can I say it? I don't know I was going with that, but anyway. And, like, the Sith, they're, like, more, like, they they bend uh, the Force to their will, right? Like, they use the Force in order to gain what they want. Whereas the Jedi just kind of, like like, everything is the Force, you know? Right. So the Grey Jedi... They're kind of, they kind they, they lie in between, right? They use both the light and the dark side of the Force. So the great Jedi code is, there's no dark side nor a light side. There's only the Force. I will do what I must to keep the balance. There's no good without evil. The evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is passion, yet peace. There is serenity, yet uh, emotion. There is chaos, yet order. Right. So it's, like, very, like, middle of the road, and, like, they'll kind of, like, they're more, like, proactive with, like, using the Force, like, to, like, in order to, like, defend, like, the universe, like, but they they also tap into the dark side of the Force, too, you know? They use, they just complete, they use the Force completely,
0: Right. It's important to note though that there are no gray Sith. If you're a Sith, you are not a gray Jedi. Right. Like like there are there are Jedi, quote unquote, that fall into the gray Jedi category, but there are no Sith that fall into the gray Jedi category.
1: Yeah. So, um
0: where were we going with this? So oh, So yeah. Basically like if you if you listen to what Scott said about the codes, Grey Jedi are essentially Jedi who have issues with the uh, uh, construction of the Jedi Order. Essentially, they they don't believe that you can't have attachments to other people. They don't believe certain things in that aspect, and so they they would not even be really accepted into the Jedi Order. So you look at characters like Qui Gon Jinn, who actively tried to work against the Council to make sure Anakin got trained. Um, there are there are other characters who don't necessarily fit into the box of a Jedi, even if they are quote unquote Jedi Knights. um, Because they don't follow the quote unquote structure of the Jedi. They don't follow the exact code of the Jedi they there are characters like from the books who maybe you're not familiar with but like one of them is quinlan Voss who taps into the dark side who uses the force to he can touch things and and see what who else has touched them or where else they've been um and that's all through the force and he he even was in a relationship with a girl who was the apprentice of count dooku while they tried to assassinate him and he tapped into the dark side a lot but he was still "quote unquote" a Jedi, but he doesn't really fall into the Jedi category. Yeah. You know, when when like even Anakin, you know he he essentially betrayed the Jedi code by being with Padme, but like that that that's a that's a distinct difference between him and other Jedi who believe that you can't have. Um, outside attachments, you can't feel certain emotions because you need to be above that. You need to to give yourself to the Force. The Force is your only uh, companion, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there was like a point where Anakin was like right before he completely turned evil. Like there was a point where he was kind of like a great guy, but, like kind of like that brief moment when he was kind of like with padme and like once he like starts breaking like the the jedi code i think he floated into the gray jedi and then like you know a lot of other things happened yeah i don't think
0: he i don't think he ever fully embodied what it means to be a Great jedi i think he moved into that territory but like he was never purely a gray jedi like he was always kind of just lost as a person and that's what Led him down his path to the dark side, so there might be some overlap. I don't think he you can necessarily say he's a great Jedi, but you he he definitely played in that realm.
1: Right.
0: You know, whereas, um well, I guess I guess the main reason to talk about this is because of Rey, right, and the assertion of Rey <laughs> being a great Jedi, and and how you know some people believe, even though maybe it wasn't the intention of the writers and directors of The Rise of Skywalker. Some people believe that they played a lot with the idea of Grey Jedi.
1: Right, yeah, and that's what I was like, me and Chris kind of have like, a, a one-off like, conversation about it. And because like at the end, obviously, um, so at the end of uh, Rise of the Skywalker, whatever uh, oh, it's called, <laughs> she, she has the, the, the new lightsaber, And it's like the, it's uh, like an orange slash yellowish kind of color. I never got what exact color it is, but uh, generally, like that's the color that like Great Jedi will have. Right. And so then, like, it made me think, like, okay, so Ray's supposed to be a Great Jedi there. Because, so like, then it made me start like uh, analyzing like um, the story more. And then, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay are they so like am I meant to believe that like the story is really about her like learning the light and the dark side of the force and then choosing the new path outside of because I've like, got the whole thing with that uh Luke is always telling them, the dead are older must die, the dead are older must die. You know, and then she's like, you know, how i on keeping it all alive and stuff. But then, you know, Uh, Ben is just like sitting there like kind of pulling her towards the dark side and you see her tap into the dark side obviously you know uh, with her her ancestry and stuff is very uh, targeted and and, you know so we're kind of like meant to believe that the story kind of lends itself to this is like, their way of, like, introducing great Jedi to the world in a way, like, the only thing is, is, like, was that actually their intention, or is it just, like, an accidental, like, thing that just kind of happened that they didn't really intend for that to be the the case? And, like, is it just something that, like, people with uh, extensive knowledge of the extended universe kind of just, like, get something extra from it? You know? because anybody who doesn't know anything about the extended universe is not going to know what the hell we're talking about right
0: right well even if even so like that's all stuff that they've said doesn't exist in this world anymore pretty much and so i think i think it is an accident but i think it's doesn't matter because we can you know it's still its own thing and we can have these fun interesting conversations about how it works like i I don't i don't care what jj abrams has to say about it like i I do think like he just like you know luke's luke at the end of last jedi abandoned the idea that the jedi needed to end and admitted he was wrong and just grumpy or whatever like that's where we end up and then um ray using like force lightning like is i think intended to be foreshadowing for the reveal of her of her grandfather but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that that was their intention what matters is we see her using the light and the dark we see her with the yellow lightsaber we see this character being pushed between good and bad who's never fully become a jedi who doesn't become evil and she stays in this middle road and when you know about great jedi she fits the script and it's it, it becomes very interesting
1: yeah, I think it becomes a way better story if that's the case, you know? If, like, that's what you take from it, it becomes, like, some a better story. But, like, doesn't mean that the story itself is, like, without its problem, because if, if that wasn't their intention, then it's just a fucking a shit show.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and on top of that, beyond Rise of Skywalker, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to do anything else with it, so...
1: yeah. I mean, they can kind of like take a look back and be like, "Oh, okay, so they're you know, oh, great Jedi, we could do something with that, right? You know, but
0: so one of the most mm-hmm. like pure examples of the neutral is if anybody watched Star Wars Rebels, there's a character who's like a creature, a big creature who speaks to the Jedi in the the show and. He explains, you know, his name is Bendu, and he's like, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a Jedi, I'm not a Sith, I'm, I'm in the middle, I'm always in the middle, like, I can help, but I'm never going to choose sides. And ultimately, when the Empire comes and tries to destroy the rebels on that planet, he interferes, but he's attacking both of them, because they're upsetting the neutral order of how things should be. So, like, that's, like, the most pure example in what is considered canon of what might be a Grey Jedi. Aside from that, also Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka Tano is considered a Grey Jedi. So anybody familiar with those things, that's the ideal character, I guess.
1: Right, and I, I'm still of the opinion that, like, Qui-Gon Jinn was definitely a fucking Grey Jedi. Because that's, yeah. like, one of the main things, is, like, they'll go against, like, the council and stuff like that. And like he often, he oftentimes like questioned the the council. He oftentimes like I mean, obviously the council didn't want Anakin to be trained. He, they were like, no, he's evil, you know. And they didn't really want him. They didn't accept him. But Qui Gon Jinn, he like he's like he seen something more in and, Anakin, and he wanted to give him the opportunity. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what. <clears throat> what kind of happened
0: there? Yeah. I mean, if you want to think about it in terms of of the real world, I guess, like, if you want to relate Star Wars to to our real life, Jedi are essentially, like, monks, like, or priests, people that that think that you should not hold earthly possessions or, uh, you know, be interested in romantic love or anything like the Force is essentially, like, like religion in a way like like it is your duty to uphold certain standards and and not allow certain emotions to overtake you the sith are the idea- pirates. well yeah i mean they're they're people <laughs> that are out for themselves they use uh you know they, they might be like considered zealots or something they use their they use the force they bend it to their will they give they, they they weaken themselves to make themselves more powerful. They like they give up parts of themselves to to abuse the force essentially. Um, and gray Jedi would be like normal people. We know it. It doesn't make us evil to feel anger. It doesn't make us evil to feel pain and to acknowledge that. Uh, but it makes us evil to give into it and to use our anger to kill somebody or to use our anger to. To make someone else feel like shit. Like that's what a Sith would do. Great Jedi understand that. We have these emotions. But we can. We can. Find a healthy way to. Overcome them like we're not. We're not gonna you know. Be like Jedi and say these emotions are not good. We should not feel them. We should avoid them. Because if we we give in to them. We will become Sith right. So that's kind of. Maybe the the hierarchy of it or the the scale, I guess, right? Right. <clears throat> so, I don't know if that helped anybody. Maybe it made it more confusing, but
1: yeah, uh, that's the way the <laughs>
0: Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of interesting. Like for me, I don't know if anybody else would agree. I'm sure people would disagree. But for me, Mace Windu it almost seems like a great Jedi to me. Even though he's, like, very structured, he's one of the leading members of the Council, his fighting style and the way he carries himself through some of the books and everything else, even, like, his fighting style is one of the fighting styles most similar to how a Sith would use the Force and how he would fight. I think that Mace Windu is close to a great Jedi. Hmm. Maybe he
1: says, like I haven't read about him in, like, the books and stuff. But I would disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's hard to to see him that way when you see how he's treated Anakin, how he is so high up in the ranks of the Jedi Order, like he's so indoctrinated into it, like it's hard to see him as, you know, someone who would kind of like not adhere strictly to the Jedi Code. But I, I think he is someone who does in a way. But like not in the way that He's like has a relationship with somebody or things like that. Right. But I, I think in the way that he, he is willing to use darker force powers when he needs to. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, is there is there anybody else that comes to mind for you?
1: Um, no. I feel like I said somebody else. I just don't remember. I wish I kind of to wrote some of this down. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I kind
0: of. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Asajj Ventress?
1: Um, no. So no.
0: she was uh, Count Dooku's apprentice in the Clone Wars uh, TV series and a lot of books. Um, but she was never officially like a Sith. Um, and eventually she does turn against Count Dooku. Um, so, like, she's a character that I think would also be kind of considered a great Jedi. Um, especially she had relations, she, you know, she helped out Obi-Wan Kenobi on occasions with information, um, but obviously this is all in books and stuff that's, like, not considered canon, so it's hard to, like, talk about, and it's, it's kind of inaccessible to a lot of, like, people who haven't read a lot of the books, um, but, yeah. But I think we do uh all I think it's pretty unanimous agreed unanimously agreed that Qui Gon Jinn is um a Grey Jedi and um Ray, I think yeah, I think I think the interesting conversation lies in in did did they want to allude to Grey Jedi with the la- with uh, the Rise of Skywalker or was it just kind of A coincidence
1: uh, a happy accident Or no
0: Yeah for, for me It is a happy accident Like But I don't I don't care What the intentions were Of the writers and directors Like Because Even if they didn't intend it We're still having the conversation It's still very real to us That That Yeah
1: yeah man no. Agreed
0: Um <clears throat> So, yeah, I, I think, I think like, it's, there's not a whole lot on the topic of Grey Jedi. I mean, we can talk about, we can talk about Darth Revan, um, who was, uh, was considered a great Jedi, kind of, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, like, literally just, he just, like, kept switching sides. like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm so bad, I'm so bad.
0: Right, but even when he was like kind of bad, like he was still helping the Jedi in a way. Um, so it's like very uh, all over the place. Um, if you guys like are unfamiliar with a lot of this stuff, like there are certain Star Wars books that I would highly recommend. We've always talked about the Darth Bane series. Like, read that immediately. Um, the Thrawn series is good. Um, but if you're looking for more like some of the great Jedi stuff, um, read Dark Disciple. Which surround uh, centers around uh, Quinlan Voss and Assage Ventress, and read, Um, Revan about Darth Raven, and um, you can kind of see more about him and, and, and get good examples of these characters. If you're listening purely from a movie standpoint, Qui Gon Jinn is the reference. If you've watched some of the TV series, uh, Ahsoka, Tano, and Bendu are, like, the main ones. And then even, uh, Ezra Bridger, one of the main characters from Rebels, kind of walks that line, too, so.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I just think, like, great Jedi are cool. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I think they're so cool, but I just, like, I like them. Like, so it's, like, I badly want my theory to kind of, like, pan out. I don't think it is because, like, I think, like, obviously different writers, different directors, and the movies are just such a hot mess that it's, like, it's hard to be like, yeah, they actually had a really good idea and they actually implemented
0: it. Yeah. I mean, based on the entire trilogy, like, it's hard to see anything that they thought was good and implemented thoroughly, you know? Because it all just seems like... They have some good ideas, and then it's just a hodgepodge of, of nothing, because they, there's no coherency to it.
1: Right.
0: But as far as Grey Jedi go, like, I, I think one of the reasons why they, they're so appealing is because they're unique. They have different, like, some of them have different kinds of lightsabers. Like, their their robes look really cool. Um, Some of, like, their, their actual, like, full Jedi robes and costumes, masks, everything. It, like, looks cool. So... It's just, like, something that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, have you guys... uh, uh, I was was looking at this thing for... Yeah, see, they even have, like, an elite level of, like, Grey Jedi 2. Um it says a group of renegade Jedi called the Great Paladins. It's like, how can you not like something like that? Right.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean, even going back to the comments made by Jar Jar Binks actor on Best, like some some of the, the mythology and and you know, lore surrounding Star Wars is what makes it so interesting. And even like my fiance who is not a big fan of Star Wars in general Like she'll ask questions Because she hasn't watched the prequels yet And she'll like be interested in the story of Anakin And kind of how he becomes Darth Vader So she'll ask me about it But I want her to watch them So I'll only give her tidbits But I can tell like it, she's kind of interested So you know I, I I can't wait for her to actually just be ready to watch the movies So that she can I, I think she'll get into it But Yeah I mean the That's that's, like, another thing, like, um, similar is like, you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff. Uh, like, they'll make references to things that aren't in the books. But it, like, creates this sense of deep lore and enriched world building. And it's, like, it's what makes things so interesting. Like, you're like, oh, what is that about? I want to go learn about it. And so, like, that's why it's so intriguing. Like, are the writers of Rise of Skywalker familiar with Great Jedi? Like, did they do this on purpose? Maybe maybe not You know From all the r- records We hear like They rewrote the script A hundred times And replaced the director And you know Never really had a plan So it's hard to believe that But it doesn't matter Because You know Hey we're still talking about it
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it's, it's, it's so cool dude It's like I don't know <laughs> And like A lot of people say, like very Jedi were like very powerful too, and like they were actually kind of feared,
0: right? Because I mean, it unlike the Jedi, they're willing to tap into stronger powers that Jedi refused to tap into. So you know, mm-hmm. like I mean, I think uh yeah, Luke Luke asked in Empire Strikes Back, he asked Yoda, "Is the dark side stronger?" Because you know, they were talking about it, you know, obviously that comes up. And Yoda says no, only stronger in your mind. I think that's what he says. Um, But, yeah, like, when you're willing to use other powers that are considered more powerful, like the tapping to the dark side, you're going to be stronger than people that refuse to use those powers because of their code or whatever else they believe in.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. So... And so, what do you guys like? So, listeners, like, what do you guys think? Like, do you guys like the idea of the Great Jedi? Do you think a movie <coughs> kind of more in depth of like being a Great Jedi would that be interesting to you? Like, what do you guys think about uh, the new trilogy? And like, potentially, like, the new trilogy was really just like them setting up for a Great Jedi storyline. Like, what do you what do you guys make of all this? Let us know on Twitter.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, like Scott and I have have had vehement disagreements about you know like what uh, what directors and writers say and whether you should listen to them or not. And like in this in this case, I think you know it like it doesn't matter if J J Abrams came out tomorrow and said, "Oh, well, I don't even know what Gray Jedi are," because we can still have this conversation, you know. and and you know because so one of the things like i always come back to is jk rowling because she loves to tell people about harry potter you know and one of the things she said was uh one of the things she talked about was you know hermione and um how she described her as a black character in her initial description right because she had like certain hair characteristics but she never said she was black but now she's telling us that that was the intention right am i getting this right yeah so uh the, the the truth is if you've read harry potter you know that if a character is black she describes him that way um and i actually have some evidence of that so so i'll i'll read it to you um so you you kind of get a feel for it um so there uh there this one was from uh, Goblet of Fire, it says um, a tall black girl who played Chaser on the Gryffindor Quidditch team, Angelina came over to them, sat down and said well I'll have, I've done it, I just put my name in, talking about the Goblet of Fire so, you know random character, described as black and then again, in Order of Phoenix um, uh, but 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 bu- 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 It says, before Hermione could answer, a tall black girl with long braided hair had marched up. Hi, Angelina. So anybody of of color in Harry Potter is always referenced as such. But if you believe that the description describes Hermione as black, even though she doesn't say black, that's fine. I don't care what what J.K. Rowling has to say about it. That's my point. I know it's long-winded. I
1: apologize for that. (laughs) Yeah, you did a lot of research
0: there, bud. <laughs> well, you know, I've been rereading it. You know, I've been bored, and I can st- I still go to the gym. Uh, not a public gym. My work has a gym that they sanitize thoroughly, and only like one person's in there at a time. Usually, and it's me. Um, so I still go to the gym, and when I'm, you know, doing like a bike or whatever, I'm reading, and I'm usually rereading Harry Potter. So I'm just like, oh, these things come up, and I find them interesting to talk about. But I'm usually just talking to myself. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, if you can't tell, I'm in the middle of Order of Phoenix right now.
1: Yeah, how's so. that going? What was that? So how's, that going?
0: how's that going?
1: Yeah, like how is how is rereading Order of Phoenix? Series? Oh no,
0: yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm
1: confused where you get lost right here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, no, I I love I love rereading Harry Potter like. You know, I, I talk shit about J.K. Rowling sometimes just because I don't care what she has to say. But I love her work. I love the books. I, I love rereading them because I always find something new or something interesting that I can think about or talk about. And, like, that's the same reason I reread Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, once a year or once every couple of years and reread The Silmarillion because there's always some new fun things to find. Um, I don't know. I just find it interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you been reading anything lately?
1: Mm, no. I wish I have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, uh, on top of reading, rereading Order of Phoenix, and then obviously going to carry on to the rest of them, um, I've been reading The Children of Her in, um, which is a story like related to Lord of the Rings, written by the same author in the same world. But yeah, I don't know. I love just like a lot of the mythology stuff and fantasy fiction. And so it's it's really, I don't know, it's a good time to get back into reading stuff.
1: Well, there you have it.
0: There you have it. Um, do you have anything mm-hmm. else on the Grey Jedi topic? Uh, no, not
1: really.
0: Okay. Well.
1: I yeah. Think, I, I don't think- know. I'm all the time thinking at the moment, but no.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that'll that'll wrap us up, and um, you know, obviously, like we said earlier, it, it you know it'll be it'll be uh, kind of inconsistent with us both being here because who knows how things will play out. Scott's very busy right now, and that's very understandable. And we love him, and we want him here, but you know, we understand. We understand, brother so (laughs) um yeah that's all we have for you and make sure you follow us on social media at nerdy boys review and nerdy boys reviews on facebook and uh we are your hosts i'm nerdy boy christian and And as always we have one message for you and that is uh, stay nerdy
1: boys